This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. By the time the Stags kick off against Hartlepool on Boxing Day, there'll have been a 15-day break between games. But was it a welcome break? Or will the enforced stop slam the brakes on the Stags' good form? We wanted to play. When you are in the run that you're in, uh, despite missing a few players, you want to keep playing. Uh, so I think everybody was disappointed uh, when the game was called off. Understandable, I think the vast majority in the country were. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we were looking forward to going down there uh, and continuing our good run. When you haven't played for uh, a couple of weeks, uh, then you are chomping at the bit to get going again. Whilst Nigel Clough has been left disappointed that Covid has reared its ugly head again, throwing any thought of full planning out of the window. But the big question is, can Mansfield Town pick up where they left off and bring us some festive cheer as we enter a busy festive period of games and approach an even busier new year? Tonight, we'll talk about the impact of the Forest Green postponement, the worries of taking a step back a year, the impending January window, and much, much more in between. As always, we want you to have your say on your team in the comments of the live feed. This is episode one of our Mansfield Matters Christmas special. To the Mansfield Matters Christmas episode, the first of two Christmas episodes. Hope you're doing all right. It's Elf Craig here. Hope you're keeping all right and hope everyone's all excited for the big day, having broken up from work today. Usually on the podcast, we've got a whole roster of people, but unfortunately, there are a few people that aren't in the festive spirit. Nathan has jetted off to sunnier climbs. Cam has disowned us by going to Chesterfield Women Training with his part-time job. Clive isn't very well, but there's always one man that I can always rely on, and that is the Super Sub. Good evening, Mr. Alan Wilson. How are you? Good evening, Craig. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Very, very well. I'm loving the festive jumper. Yeah, I thought I'd make the effort, you know, being as it's uh, nearly there. And I, I like how you said everybody's broke up from work. Some people haven't. Have, have you not? No. Have you still got another round to do on Christmas Eve? I do, and then we get Saturday and Sunday off, and then we're back Monday. Oh, honestly, mate, you Santas, you bin Santas are absolute <laughs> heroes. So I uh, really appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, just in case you didn't turn up, though, I have got the first sign of madness, which is talking to yourself. Uh, I have got my, uh, my new panellist to join us. There he is, the elf. 
What do you mean that's an improvement on my face putting in front? That's just shocking. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. As always, we want you guys at home uh, to get involved if you can do so. If you're watching the live feed, please do get in the comments and uh, drop your thoughts on recent things. Uh, Alan, let's uh, make a start um, by talking all about postponements. But first, just let this jingle finish. Let's get in the festive mood. That's enough of that. Uh, right, moving swiftly on. Uh, 15 days uh, on Boxing Day between when the Stags last kicked a ball. We were sort of talking a little bit during, you know, the off-air bits of recording the Christmas special, which is out on Christmas Day the other day, um, about how it derailed Mansfield season or could derail Mansfield season. Because if you think back to last season, Alan, when Mansfield were on their great run and then, you know, all the postponements, what with the weather and, and other factors coming into play that did derail Mansfield season a little bit and, and that's the one thing we want to avoid this time around isn't it it is yeah but like like we said before the the proof of the pudding will be in the eating when uh, you know we see what happens on uh, 26 hopefully you know providing it's on I hope it will be on but uh, I can't see any problem why they shouldn't carry on because they're playing in you know they're in such good form we might get a few players back you know JJ's back apparently so uh, that's a good sign so hopefully all will be well yeah that's the the interesting thing for me obviously Nigel Clough sort of said in his press conference this week that you know he didn't want the game to be off because you want to carry on playing but when you're coming up against top of the league when you're missing players like JJ O'Toole John Joe O'Toole it's it's a big big blow and for me I was sort of in, in a way glad that it was off because when you're missing them you take them out of the equation and Mansfield do struggle but on the other side of that, that 15-day break is an absolute killer considering what else has been thrown into the mix this week with all the the you know the reinforced COVID protocols and everything. Yeah, I was I was thinking the other way actually, Craig. I wanted the game, you know, even though JJ wasn't fit, because uh, they can we know they can score goals, but they can also leak goals as well. And I think, you know, if Mr. Oates would have played, I think he would have been uh, certainly a sharp tool to uh, unlock their defenses. Yeah, he would. Uh, he's going to be a man we're heavily relying on over the Christmas period. But again, he's one, you know, you, you mentioned that big word if, isn't it? Um, yeah. We know he's not got 90 minutes in the tank. So maybe having that, um, you know, that, that game rest or whatever might have done him the world of good as well. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, I'm really looking forward to uh, Sunday, to be honest, you know, to see him, like you say, just over two weeks missing stags. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And let's hope Mr. Oates is fit, is available, and he, he finds the back of the net. Uh, Martin in the comments says, I think we needed this break, so I don't think it will upset our plans going forward. I think it's one of those, really, in terms of um, having player availability. You look at that box, but it's whether Clough can get the boys and the boys can get themselves motivated enough to, to come out firing, to come out you know, going on all cylinders again. I think he can, definitely. I, I don't think, I honestly don't think there will be a problem. They'll all will be itching to get on that field and get the boots on and whatever. And like we said before, you know, people such as Rawson, maybe, I don't know whether he might be the one to give way or he might put Hawkins up front again and have Rawson at JJ at back. But, you know, they're all fighting for the place, Craig, which can only be a really good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, on that, I think it's an interesting one to, to have, isn't it, with, with Hawkins especially. We've spoken a lot about him on this podcast, this this series. No doubt we will continue to do so as well. But it's all about finding his best position. And up until maybe three or four games ago, you would have said, you know, that was a centre-half. And then O'Toole comes in and makes his mark and, and really makes his own. So for me, the team selection all hinges on whether O'Toole is, is fit and available. Yeah, well... From what Nigel was saying, you know, he said he's back, so I just assume that he'll he'll be straight back in. And I would like to see Rawson partner him at the moment, at this present time. Of the, you know, depending on which way they play and how the other team set up, we'll have to see what happens how Artipal come to play. But uh, have the three at the back, maybe stroke four if it needs changing, and get Hawkins up front again. Where, in my opinion, where he belongs. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, if you look at the way we played against Doncaster, I think that's probably peak Mansfield in the way, in terms of the players yeah. we had available, the way we play as well. And Hawkins is a big part of that. And the goal, you know, which the you know the assist which he got for for Reece Oates, that's exactly the type of player he is, and that's exactly suits the way that will play and be dangerous. Oh, definitely, I'd like to say I'd love to see him play up front because I think he can form that partnership, and it'd be people like when Johnson eventually come back. I mean, I know he's training on his own at the moment, but when he does get back on the bench and whatever and does his substitute appearances like Tyrese, it can only be a good thing because if Oates does go off after he's had his 70, 75 minutes, you know, running about as like he does, like a whirlwind, you know, the others can stake their claim as well. And, you know, it, like we said before, it is a squad game and they've utilised that well this year, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think you look at I think we were all critical, weren't we, when the on deadline day when those signs were made, thinking that they, you know, look a little bit of uh, a rushed signing. Then Forrest Forrester because of his injury, you know, we didn't really see him. But as soon as he came in and sort of stamped his mark, our opinions changed. And it could well be the same with Richard Narty. Let's not forget yeah. that you know he's back available. All right, he's not really had match minutes, although he did play in the under twenty threes game, didn't he, to get himself some minutes back. So. Perhaps he's going to be one that's in contention for uh, uh, for Saturday. I would say nothing was, nothing was really mentioned, was it, about uh, how he'd got on? I think he actually played 90 minutes, didn't he? I believe so. I, I believe think so, he yeah. did, yeah. I know it was a 1-1 scoreline, weren't it? Yeah. Um, was it Sunderland, wasn't it? That we, uh, Yeah, Josh Scott played. scored the goal, I think. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, again, having Naughty back in there, it gives you that other options. It's clear that, you know, we do need something back there because if Forrest is going to be out yeah. I think they said he was going to be out until sort of early Jan so you're still looking at perhaps the the middles of the game before he can come back in and even then his loans spells up anyway so it'd just be a question of whether we get it back Narty's here for the season so if he can come in and you know be in, in that middle three and we can continue that then that's great but as long as we don't play Elliot Hewitt at left side centre back and that's not <laughs> yeah. a, a notch on Hewitt he's just not yeah. he's a right side of player isn't he bless him yeah. It looked like a fish out of water, didn't it? He did. I think it's what pleases me the most is, is the fact that we've got this flexibility. Yeah, and the 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 one thing that I noticed most is when Rawson was playing the right side of the three. When it, I mean, no disrespect to him, he's a good defender. He'll clear the ball, he'll have the ball, he'll do what he has to do. But he's not like a Hewitt who's got that pass, who's able to walk forward or run forward with the ball. And, you know, that 40-yard pass is not a problem to Hewitt. Whereas when it got to Rawson, he either passed it straight back to the other chap or it went back to Bishop. And, you know, that's yes. not really his game. Yeah, you've got to find the right balance in that back three, yeah. haven't you? And and find the, the way because really the centre pin of that back three needs to be somebody that can um can head it, can kick it, can pass, has got vision. One side needs to be someone that can just head it and sweep up, and another side, you know, needs to have a little bit of a, a balance of both. And it's just the whole injury thing disrupting that that's balance. And I think that that's I think that's probably where we we faltered a little bit against um, Salford. Yeah, you can only play the you can only deal the cards you've uh, got to play with, can't you? At the end of the day, but fair play to Nigel. After twenty minutes, it was changed, and you know uh, we came out winners in the end. Yeah, we did, and continued that that run. And I just hope that we can continue it because there's as each game comes by, there's more and more pressure. Perhaps the pressure will have eased a little bit having you know not played. Forest Green, but you've still got to remember that Hartlepool themselves are a, a decent side, sitting in 15th at the moment, promoted last year from the conference, of course, but they're not too far behind us. In fact, they're only two points behind us in the league standings at the moment, so they've got as much to play for as we have. But didn't Reese Hope say in his interview on I Follow, which I heard recently, that uh, their two main boys are both missing at the moment, or they're not hitting the straps, as it were, you know? The two that uh, is, he was looking through the team, and like he keeps uh, an eye on, you know, his his uh, former team. But he said, I think I do believe he said that there were two players that weren't actually hitting the straps. So you know, that's a good sign for Mansfield. Yeah, Mark Cullen and Matt uh, Matt Daly, the two uh, goal scorers for right. uh, for Hartlepool, five goals uh, a piece for them. The the front two, um, again, it, it's that thing, isn't it? Of you know, if you don't sort of find your feet and you don't sort of. Uh, get hold of it, then results can can take a little bit of a knock. But 
I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Reese Oates actually on Boxing Day, isn't there too? Yeah, the, <laughs> it can work either way again, can't it? You know, he can either actually feed on it and play incredibly well, but it all depends on the service, you know. And we know he's the front runner when they play him on his own up front. But if he does put Hawkins at the side of him, Hawkins can take some of the pressure off by holding the ball up, you know, to feed him with his pace because he has got that really good pass in him like Quinn has. And it's going to be the, the same for both sides as well as we take on uh, Hartlepool because, you know, their game was off due to COVID within the Hartlepool yeah. camp. So we're actually quite surprised at the minute that the, the game is going ahead. But Hartlepool have sort of said, no, we've got those players back in now. There's, there's one or two who will be back on the grass today and will be fine to play. Yeah. And sort of got half the impression with, with the line that the AFL want all the games on that they don't want to play it. But it's going to be the same for both teams in terms of, you know, that, that missing game time, that 15-day gap. Yeah, it's just who performs on the day, who turns up, Craig. You know, it, it, it's like we've I've always said before, that early goal seems to settle us down. And even, even when they get it, you know, when the opposing side get it, if we get that one back quick enough, it just spurs us on. Yeah, I have to say, I'm glad that we're at home on Boxing Day. Um, you know, that home advantage, that 12th man mm. thing uh, is great. And, you know, they're, they're not going to fancy... Uh, you know, an early start on 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 Boxing Day. They're not going to come overnight. They're not going to stay Christmas Day night, are they at all? So, no, no. you know, they'll be on the bus early doors. It'll be the same for for the fans. They won't be that well back. So that gives us a, a little bit of a, a mental advantage, which I think we're going to need because I, I think you know rustiness and having spent the day with families and, and what have you the, the day before. You know, there's going to be a few stakes players that are travelling you know, further distances. They're not yeah. just like ourselves, just going for a five-minute drive to the stadium, aren't they? So, got to take that yeah. into consideration too. I'm going to say, it could be one of them games where everybody's up for it, everybody's looking forward to it, the fans will be tremendous like they always are, and it could be the worst scrappy game you've ever seen, and, you know, you scrape a 1-0 one one win in 8th, 7th minute. But uh, if somebody gave me that now, I would take it. Oh, 100%. It's all, for me, it's all about getting a positive result. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take a point, a Boxing Day point, because I just want to keep this unbeaten run going because it gives momentum. But I also think, like, from a mental point of view, a mentality point of view, three points, actually, on Boxing Day will be huge because it's it's that 10th win in 11 games. It, it shows that the gap has, has not hindered us whatsoever. And we take that into a, a Christmas period, a festive and New Year period, which is, for want of a better word, busy. Well, you, you, when uh, when you've heard the interviews, and I follow Oatsy, Macca, you know, Hewitt, Fren Rawson, none of them were worried. Or, you know, they, they give you that impression. None of them were worried about the points that we weren't getting mm-hmm. at the time when we went on that 14-game run. Because, same as we've said before, and there's quite a few fans that said exactly the same on the message board, that, you know, we thought it would come right, get the players back, and we've been proved right. Yeah, we certainly have, not uh, so far, so good. Let's uh, take a little break. Let's have a little delve into uh, the dressing room and uh, hear some of those I follow interviews. Let's start with the Stags boss, Nigel Clough, who um, starts this uh, this interview by reflecting on that postponed game uh, against Forest Green Rovers. Keep your comments coming in. Have your say on your team. We want your thoughts on Boxing Day. We want your thoughts on Hartlepool. We want your thoughts on uh, all things postponements as well. Will the postponements uh, be a hindrance or will the rest do as good? And of course, uh, what are your thoughts on the current situation uh, regarding all the COVID stuff as well? First though, Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. Just when we thought we were through the worst of it, it's come back to haunt everybody again. We adjust accordingly. You can't really plan until 30 minutes before the session. Uh, you know, we're testing every day that we're in at the moment. So, uh, touch wood, we're all clear this morning. Uh, we've just got the one the one positive that's off at the moment. Uh, but everybody else is clear and we'll do everything we can to keep it like that. But in terms of planning, yeah, how many numbers for training, what we're going to do and the, the sort of team for games, you can put a plan in place, uh, but you better have one or two or three to back it up. with. We wanted to play when you are in the run that you're in, uh, despite missing a few players, you want to keep playing. Uh, so I think everybody was disappointed disappointed uh, when the game was called off understandable I think the vast majority in the country were uh, 
but uh, yeah, no, we were looking forward to going down there uh, and continuing our good run. When you haven't played for uh, a couple of weeks, uh, then you are chomping at the bit to get going again. We have had uh, in 12 months uh, most things thrown at us. Uh, I think society has as well. Not just uh, you know we're not in a bubble in football, uh, but it has been. It's been difficult at times. I think we started this season with. With such optimism, uh, crowds back in, great crowds, a couple of wins, should have been made it three from the first three. Uh, and then we had that horrible sort of six, eight weeks, whatever, where we, we couldn't win a game to save our lives and every single thing seemed to be against us. Uh, and we've come out of it in, uh, in remarkable uh, form, winning nine out of ten. So we'd like to continue that and forget the, the, the couple of months where, you know, things went against us. All it's done really is evened out. I think if those you know, uh, results had been spread over the first four months of the season, uh, it would have been easier to take. Uh, but it just means that we're full of confidence at the moment and looking forward to every game. Uh, I think to get nine victories out of ten games, actual victories, no, no draws in there, you know, a lot of teams and sort of nine undefeated or something like that. But to actually win nine games out of ten uh, has been remarkable. So I think you know, just sense it in training and everything. The players, uh, they can't wait for the next game. And when you're down to go, due to go down to the league leaders and you're postponed and there's a, a large area of disappointment around the place, <laughs> and I think that says a lot about uh, how we're feeling at the moment. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. If you want to uh, see more of that interview, you can head to uh, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. He's got a, a good point in what he says there, Alan. Uh, in terms of uh, the results being spread out. Because when you look on the league table, as you'll look back in, in the history books and look at uh, look at it, um, played 21, won eight, drawn five, lost eight so far in Skybet League 2. And like, like Clough says, if those results were more spread out, it just would be an average season. The only sort of momentum which we've got and the only sort of, you know, big focus is the fact that it, they have all come in a cluster. Yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, like you said, nine is it nine out of uh, ten that we've actually won? Mm. So it's a good ratio, that is. But it's fair point what you said, you know, about uh, if you'd averaged it over the season, I don't think many people would have complained. But, you know, now that we've done that, let's keep the run going. And I was just looking at the uh, Richard Dennett point about mm. three points are important as Arrogates seem to have our number currently. That's a really good point that is because how have they done recently though Craig? I haven't really kept up with how they've gone on because yeah. I don't think they've been doing that well have they? Yeah they're in 10th at the minute just to place yeah, no, uh, above us. They've a bit haven't they? Yeah on 30 points. They were absolutely flying at the start yeah. of the season. Uh, they won last time out beat Harrogate, uh, beat Tranmere sorry 2-1. Nicky Maynard uh, got a scrappy goal for uh, uh, for them, but uh, in terms of sort of the last sort of uh, few games or so, like you say, they've sort of dropped off yeah, a little bit. A bit. Two, yeah, two one win was, and that was in the EFL Trophy as well. The the two one uh, win over Tranmere, uh, lost at Sutton, um, lost two one at home to Northampton, uh, beaten four one by Forest Green before that, two um, one win in the FA Cup against Portsmouth, one or draw. So in, in League Two, let's have a little look at this. Uh, one two. Uh, where are we? Three, four games without a win. Well, that might be just the ideal time to play them because, uh, like Richard said, they have done a bit of a number on us before and they've played well when they've come to the stag. So uh, let's turn it round for a change and let's yeah, have a look at them. One of those very frustrating sides, aren't they, Harrogate? Yeah. Who, you know, we, on paper, we should be beaten and we should be beaten comfortably, but they seem to have this knack of playing simple football, which just yeah. bamboozles us. It do, they, work, they work incredibly hard, don't they, for each other? And mm. they've got the playmaker, the little youth, number four. I, don't, I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. It's about two years. Yeah. He sprays the ball. He does all the simple yeah. things well, shall we say. Mm. But they're, they're another one that can get quite physical. Because that's something else I've noticed just lately. Anybody who comes to the Stags do put themselves about, you know, whether it's rightly or wrongly, you know, and they do, they are physical. I don't know whether they think we, an easy pushover, but uh, I mean, with the points tally that we've had just lately, that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, it's that, that old fashioned way of looking into it. So, you know, if you can't beat them by playing football, beat them yeah. by injuries or getting under the skin and winding them up. Prime example being Stephen Quinn, get under Stephen Quinn's yeah, skin exactly. and try and get him yeah. another six game bang. Because if, if yeah. Quinn is suspended or injured for a period of of time, more than one game, we will struggle. And, and that, yeah. for me, is, is a problem. 
I mean, there was nothing more <laughs> obvious with Salford when they scored their goalkeeper, <laughs> taking three days to take a goal kick. But as soon as we went 2-1, things changed dramatically, didn't they? Yeah, there are a fair few teams uh, trying that, yeah. those time-wasting tactics at the minute, which is very, very frustrating, very, very uh, very annoying against us. But it's just one of those things in football you've got to ride out. But you know, on that point of you know missing Stephen Quinn and missing key players, Nigel Clough, when he's sort of spoken about the January transfer window, has been quite coy, saying, well, well, we'll, we'll pretty much go with what we've got. If, if there's something out there, there's something out there. I don't know. I, I feel like we need a little bit more because... We're definitely lacking a striker. Even when Johnson's back back fit and firing, we still need another body up there. Um, and we need, perhaps need a, a, another bit of cover in, in the midfield area as well. We need to just add that little one or two because for me, we've got maybe 14, 15 players to pick from who I'm confident will go out and, and do something. But you yeah. take you know, one or two of those away, we've not really got enough strength in depth for me. And that's a worry. Like we were saying there about Quinn, you miss him for six games. Look at what happened. Yeah. I'm going to say, I've just got a funny feeling that his fingers on the pulse and he's uh, surveying the situation quietly, keeping quiet, keeping low key. And I think mm. there might be a, bit, a little bit of movement in January. I've just got a funny feeling. Yeah, I hope so. Because, you know, sometimes that's, that's also the thing, isn't it? Because managers have to be very careful what they say in press conferences at this time of year because they come out and go, right, uh, so I'd, for example, say something like, so Nigel, you know, the uh, January transfer window is just around the corner. How many irons have you got in the fire? And then he'll come out and say, well, we're looking at we're looking at four yeah. or five. And then straight away, someone's going to go, right, well, we're going to sign four or five players, minimum of four. And throughout January, be ticking it off and going, why haven't we yeah. signed one? Why haven't we signed two? You've got to be very careful over what you say, haven't you? So. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's learnt that in the past. I mean, he's been a manager long enough, hasn't he, in all his career and whatever, and as a player, come to that. Yeah. And I think you just have to be very careful because there's eyes and ears everywhere. And, you know, people, I mean, take JJ, for instance. It's reported that uh, certain clubs are after him because he hasn't actually, you know, got a team, as it were. Mm. But uh, I think Nigel will sort it out with JJ and Forrester. Yeah, I think so. Forrester's an interesting one because it would depend on the the injury situation with him. Yeah, I think he's he's only played a handful of games, but in the games that I've seen him, he's been quite um, you know, it's been impressive for a, for a young I think defender. He's been been steady, yeah, yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. And the good thing, in my opinion, the good thing about it is, like when Sturt went. They go back to the parent companies, you know, and I'm yeah. not saying that we haven't got the facilities. I'm sure we have. But, you know, if they go back there in their own surroundings, you know, get used to it again, it can only come uh, back as a better player, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, they'll be up and ready for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as uh, people are saying in the comments, uh, Roy says, I'm sure that Hartlepool took Richie Barker when he was flying. So I hope we smash him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, didn't want to go. Um, but eventually did to uh, to help the club. Um, Richard says, we're in need of a pacey forward. We lack pace when Oates is out. Couldn't agree more. He also says that Clough yeah. got burnt with Naylor. Completely 100% spot on with, with the uh, the Oates situation. You look when, you know, Barry is an absolute tryhard and, and gets a, a lot of stick sometimes. Um, sometimes unnecessarily so, but he doesn't have the pace. Uh, and that's 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 just a fact. It, it, it hasn't, not like, you know, not a... Yeah, not uh, as an out-and-out out number nine shape, close, yeah, close yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he can uh, he can put the ball past somebody and just goes past them when he wants to. He proved mm. that at Doncaster and he proved it against Salford as well. Yeah, it's just not he a has got that ability, ability, but it's yeah. the goal-scoring attributes that, you know, yeah. seem a bit lacking. Yeah, and it, it's... Again, if we can just get maybe even just a younger player to sort of learn off him and, and try and come into that and, and build on that, I think it'll be absolutely um, fine as well. Um, it's just a case of getting that development and, you know, trying to see what we've got and, and trying to build on it. It's it's a very interesting situation. Oates, for me, has been fantastic. He's certainly, certainly grown. Um, you know, like we said, we're going to hear from him in just a second, but... You know, he's up against his former club on uh, on Boxing Day, and no doubt that expectancy level will be raised. Yeah, he'll be, he'll certainly be trying. But I think he said in his uh, interview that he doesn't want to try too hard. He's got certain attributes that he's got to, uh, you know, get better at his game. 
but uh, Pace is certainly, <laughs> it's like CJ, isn't it? CJ was, he just goes past them. But he's got, he's got a bit of quality as well, to be fair to him, as well as his pace. He's got quality in holding the ball as well. But, you know, he just needs fine-tuning, I think is the word I'd use. Fine-tuning for Mr Owens. I think that's a, a very good phrase to use. Let's hear from him uh, speaking earlier this week to I Follow Stags. I think even when we weren't winning the games, we knew what we was capable of. The results just weren't coming, but the last the last ten games is, we've been able to show what we are capable of in terms of results and it's turned it's turned it around massively. We were always still confident that that was gonna come, but I I think every game when you are winning it's just the confidence will just keep building and building and you're just going into every game just feeling like you, you can you can get points from anyone. We're confident in our defence, especially recent weeks, we've had a few clean sheets and and we've battled to the last minute to keep them clean sheets. And then we've we've been scoring ourselves recently. We knew we knew uh, we could go on a on a great run. Um, maybe not, especially in a league six out of seven. We knew we could pick up plenty of points from them, 21 points. But you maybe expect a draw here, a draw there, but. To win six of them, and then just just have the one loss out of seven games, it's it's very good, and we've just got to keep trying to build on that really, and just keep trying to win every single game. I think the next three games will be will be big going into the busy schedule, and hopefully keep keep the form going that we've that we've got at the moment. Um, I think if we have a good three games now, we can keep pushing on. We'll be in and around the playoffs, and it's it's good momentum going into going into the last few months and just have to keep keep working and if we keep doing what we're doing then there's there's no reason why we shouldn't be in that top seven if not top three Reese Oates uh, speaking to I follow Stags big ambitions there as well and sort of uh, you know eyeing up that uh, the uh, eyeing up the uh, the top seven top three for me I, I think we just sort of play it coy and play it cool as we we have done over the last few weeks I think as the excitement builds, you know, we will always keep our eye on the league table. But I think the best thing that we can do at the minute is just sort of quietly creep in there and then make some noise when we are. That's it. I'm going to say, if we get into the top seven and try and, you know, hold that position and then just make a move whenever we can for the top three, just keep playing as we are. And I'm sure, obviously, while we're winning, the other teams that aren't doing so well, you know, they'll, we'll be passing them as we go up the table. And, uh, there's nothing wrong with aiming for top three. It's certainly achievable. It's like Nigel Clough said at the start, start of the season, we're going to try and win a promotion. And he emphasised the try. And yeah. for me, that speaks volumes about his character. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say, I don't think it'll come otherwise, Craig. Because uh, he, he knows the game. He knows the game inside and out. And uh, he's done well. And everybody, well, a lot of people, you know, <laughs> including myself, wondered about, you know, like even O'Toole. When uh, he signed yeah. him, I thought, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure. But the Forrester, the Hewitts took time to settle in. Oates has took time to settle in. We haven't seen the best of Johnson yet, apart in the, apart from that under-23 game where he was awesome. But, you know, the, it's looking good. And they're just quietly confident. Just stay where we are, creep up nicely. And at the end of the season, hopefully we'll be there or thereabouts. I think it says a lot about, you know, how football is judged in the modern modern way. Because let's jump back, what, nearly 10 years now when we won promotion from the conference. We've been there on the cusp of the season before, you know, reaching the playoff yeah. semi-final and getting knocked out in the way we did. But what we were able to do was we kept the majority, the core of that squad and added to it. And players were settled, and that's why it worked. That's why when it came to the crunch, it worked and it, it fired. We didn't go out and completely change the squad. It was a building project, and we added some things and some features to it. But it was a long term, a longer term project, and that's what Clough's here to do. We said it, you know, this time last year when he was appointed. His first job was to trim the wage budget and to to keep us up. He did that. His second job was to build a squad and 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 to build something we could be proud of. And whether that took one season or two or even three, we knew and we had faith or 
that, that it would come good. At the minute, it is coming good, but I'm under no illusions at some point we're going to hit a, a rocky bit of form as well. Yeah, but haven't uh, Forest Green done the same? I don't think yeah. they've hit any rocky bits of form yet. Every team through the season, normally, you know, barring just miracles, I would imagine, they, uh, they, they tend to go through a, a lean spell, don't they? And when mm. that happens, that's when we see the size of the squad. We see when you look on the subs bench, see what's there, you know, whether they could uh, influence a game when they come on. So it's just, well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm so confident I am. Whether it's because of work at Stacks or not, I'm so confident. I am too. I'm enjoying the ride. I, I hope it, it, it sort of comes to fruition. And, and what's good for me, actually, that it's better this time around because when we were on the run towards the back end of last season, when it really, really picked up and went on that unbeaten run and, you know, we got that momentum, obviously yeah. it sort of came crashing down, obviously, when we lost to Bolton. But I was sort of glad deep down because we weren't able to, as fans, to be there to witness it and it wasn't the same. The more I, we play now, it, the better it is. I don't think we'd have been good enough, to be honest, Craig, in my personal opinion. We'd have come straight out. Bolton came through and they did really well. But uh, I don't think we'd have been anywhere near. I think, you know, now this season, the time is right. And just to recap what you said about, you know, when Coxie took us up, the first half of the season, we were, you know, mediocre, weren't we? Up until Christmas time, was it? And then we went on that unbelievable run where we'd got the right way to play with Reedy and Greeny, the right way to play, feeding them. They got the goals and look what happened. Yeah, magic, magic happened. And again, that was a growing and learning period. It's almost like you almost split your, your season into three segments, really. You know, your, your pre-season and maybe up until November time will give you an idea of how you want to play, who's going to hit form, who's going to settle. Your November through to January will give you the idea of your structure, getting that solidity there and solidifying um, solidifying that. Um, and then maybe adding to it in the January window with injuries and suspensions and form and set and things like that. And then your final third, that last little bit of a push to to get you there. And I think we, we're in that second period now and it will just depend how we come through these January games because we've got to be fit. We've got to be ready because the games are going to come thick and fast again. We've had a period at the minute where we've been Saturday, Saturday, Saturday and yeah. We've not really had too many midweekers. That's going to change again now. And we and that's probably where the squad depth is going to be key and critical. Yeah, but who's to say, Craig, that in January, I mean, I'm only looking on the bright side here. Who's to say in January, Mr. Clough doesn't get somebody in who mm. then belts 20 goals in, you know, yeah. and performs a partnership with either Oates or Hawkins or both. And you just never know. You don't know what's around the corner, do you? You don't. And, and that's the really exciting thing. And uh, this is one thing that I wanted to touch on uh, a little bit um, this year in, ter- or, uh, in this show in terms of what's happened in the last week or so in the media. Those who are watching I Follow Stags will have noticed that Clough has sat behind a laptop and doing his uh, interviews on, on Zoom. Uh, the EFL have uh, asked that that's the way press conferences are, are going to be redone. Uh, for a little while because of all the COVID increases. Obviously, last Saturday's game was off because of um, a COVID outbreak in the Forest Green camp. We thought it might happen again on Boxing Day. It still might. We don't know because you have to test regularly. Testing has been um, ramped up, lateral flow testing. Nigel Clough said in his press conference as well that he can't really plan training at the minute because they don't know until maybe half an hour, 15 minutes before who's actually going to be available. And it's all of those factors are things which we're having to contend with again. Yeah, did he, or do you know personally, because he said there was one off with COVID that was at home, didn't he? Do we know who that is? Because I know I believe, it wasn't mentioned. I believe, and please nobody take my word for it, I believe it's Jason Law, because I'm just going oh, on right. what he said in these previous ones. Uh, yeah. Law was, I believe, supposed to play in the under-23 game That's Sunday, correct, yeah. and then didn't yeah, get that, on the bus because he tested positive. That would make sense, yeah. So I'm just yeah. putting two and two together. I might be making yeah. 94, but I, I believe, I, I think yeah. it's probably Jason Law. Yeah, um, that would make sense, yeah. And I know there are a couple of staff that had it as uh, had it as well yeah. and tested positive. So yeah. again, the whole building's been changed. You know, that whole unity of the team, they've been able to sit together and eat. They've been able to be in the same dressing room yeah. together. That will have changed now. They'll be split into units across dressing rooms. They won't yeah. be eating together. They'll be giving food to, be, to have outside the building. 
that sort of thing. And that mentally actually does affect a team. And that's perhaps something which is worth, you know, talking about because that we're going to have to show our mental character now. Fortunately, it's coinciding with a good bit of form. And I think had it been a bad bit of form, that could have knocked us out of the park and out of the water. Yeah, it could have knocked us for six. I'd agree with that. But, uh, you know, it's just each, each individual is different and they will take it on their own yeah. way of dealing with it, won't they? Like yeah, I they do, will. like yourself do, you know, and everybody else, all the fans. I mean, I was lucky enough to be there for the uh, lockdown matches and whatever. But it's just it, it's, it just wasn't the same. You know, as soon as that crowd came back in, the euphoria and everything, unbelievable. I mean, I shed a tear when I first went back and, you know, that first game of the season when the music played and the teams walked out of being back in my seat. I yeah. can't imagine what it would have been like for you, actually, because you would have had the opposite view. You'd you would you'd have been so used to seeing... In fact, you probably wouldn't have even gone out on the pitch when the players came out last year. You'd have just done it all from your box. So it would have yeah. been yeah. quite soulless for you. But to then, that first game of the season, see all those fans back, that must have been incredible. It was because uh, where the box was situated, you know, where just you come up the uh, steps and whatever, there was only me allowed on there. Apart from the subs, obviously, the change rooms and whatever, all the Stags uh, players got changed in the Kevin Bird suite, as we know, and things were different. You know, the linesman came out and he had to wait for them to come out down their steps when the team came out of the ordinary tunnel. It was so strange. You couldn't even touch the ball, throw the ball back. I've got to tell enough for throwing the ball back because it should have been wiped or whatever. But, you know, let's hope those pass, uh, times have passed uh, behind us. But uh, if it happens again, I'm sure we'll deal with it. And we might deal with it better this time because obviously we've been there once before. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't from a fan perspective. But if honestly, hand on heart, I can sort of see something happening. You know, there's rumours of everything which is going around, which is... I don't want to get into the politics of it, but I think from a mental health perspective and from a football club business perspective, they've got to do everything in their power to ensure that fans, even if it's just home fans, can stay and go in, into stadia because it, it makes the world of difference to people's mental health, to yeah. the finances of a football club and the running of a football club. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think from what they were saying on uh, the TV, Boris has uh, looked after Christmas, you know, that. but I don't know whether the new year will be the same, personally. I think there'll be mm. something, you know, along the line of, uh, you know, you can't go out on new year. We'll give you Christmas, but forget the new year. And I just hope it don't drop into football. But, you know, I'm, I, I've, I've seen on the radio, uh, radio, I've seen on the television today and uh, through social media, where Premier League, uh, there's two matches, I think, the Liverpool and yeah. also the Watford game, they're off as well. So, you know, it's happening everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, and if the EFL are enforcing protocols as well in terms of training ground and media, it's only a matter of time before, the, you know, they, they perhaps look at enforcing those protocols on, on changing rooms. And that yeah. makes it even more difficult for, for clubs on a, you know, on a, on, a, on a match day. Because like you said, last year, the Stags all got changed. They switched the KBS so they could all be in one because it yeah, was a, a bigger right. room um, last year, which I thought was, was, was a great move. But... If they were to do that again, it puts one bar out of action. Then it puts one block of the the ground out of action because of them having yeah. to walk physically walk through. It's just an utter nightmare. It, it, we just it can't is. have it. Yeah. Well, we just <laughs> we won't have it. To be fair, Craig, we won't have a lot of choice in it, will we? No, we won't. We day, won't. What will be, will be. Hopefully, we'll all still be here to watch the stags and that when it either calms down or they get some sort of uh, handle on it or whatever. But up until then, we'll just have to do the best we can. Yeah, and uh, do and in saying that, what we want to be doing in the new year is going to watch football. And if you want, uh, you know, something to keep you busy after the new year, well, one thing's for sure, Alan, it's the fact that um, January is going to be very, very busy. As you can see on screen now, there's a couple of rearranged fixtures in there, which makes it pretty much Saturday, Tuesday for the majority of the month, apart from, uh, you know, the, the first week and sort of uh, a week halfway through. Oh, it's going to be a very, very, uh, uh, very, very busy one indeed, isn't it? It'll either kill or cure us. It's, I think it's as simple as that. Keep on the run. But, you know, as you're looking at the fixtures there, Craig, it all depends. You know, you've got to uh, wait and see what happens with the COVID situation, haven't you? That mm. might not happen. But if it does, like you say, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, we've done it before. I'm sure we can do it again. 
Yeah, it's the right time to get players in as well in January to sort of help with that yeah. um, that fixture backlog. Uh, so, uh, Saturday the 1st, Rochdale away. Uh, Saturday the 8th, then Middlesbrough at home, 12.30 kickoff because it's on TV abroad in the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, on that, Alan, as well, no, because of uh, COVID and, and things like that and fixture congestion, um, trying to avoid that, for the third and fourth round of the FA Cup, no replays will be had. So no money spinner trip to uh, Middlesbrough. Extra yeah. time and penalties. Yeah, I'd, I'd read that, and uh, you can look at it two ways. You know, let's get let's get it sorted on the first match. That's me, and let's get straight to the fourth round. Forget going to Middlesbrough because it's only another game, isn't it? it? You know, to add to the fixture list, let's sort them out on the Saturday the eighth and get in the fourth round. Yeah, nobody wants that on a Tuesday night either, do they? No. It's a hell of a trek. Uh, Swindon then on Tuesday the 11th. That's at home. That's the rearranged game because of the Middlesbrough game. Uh, Saturday the 15th is a home game against Warsaw. Then on Tuesday the 18th of January, there's a big event happening on Tuesday the 18th of January. I can't quite <laughs> picture what it what it is. Oh, it's not your birthday by any chance, is it, Craig? Yeah, there it is. Happy birthday, Craig. You've got to drive to Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, cheers, EFL. Cheers, fixture calendars. Thanks for rearranging it on that date. 7.45 kickoff in that one. Uh, and then uh, Saturday the uh, 22nd, a nice long trip up to Barrow as well, finishing the month uh, with a home game against uh, Leighton Orient. Busy, busy, busy um, is the uh, is the way, uh, the way to look at it. But... You know what do we uh, what do we want? Football. So uh, yes, let's, uh, let's let's get more of it back. That's it, Italy. The kill or cure is like I said. Martin Shaw's just come up I on the comments. Just about, noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bird sweeps close. Will be closed for Sunday's game. Yeah, I'm uh, just going to uh, load up. I'm just going to load that up so I can uh, have yeah. a read of that full statement. So it's, uh, it's another good move because you've got to try and keep everybody safe, haven't you? That's that's the that's the whole aim of it. You know. Yeah, you have. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can uh, get the statement up so I can uh, fully read it. I might have to do it on my phone. Uh, bear with. Um, oh, it won't load for me. Um, I'll find it in a sec. Yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it, where you know we're not quite sure of the reasons why for 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 a minute, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those where it's uh, yeah, it's definitely. I, I imagine it's uh, to do with uh, with COVID. It's just not well, showing on the so, yeah. at the minute. Just oh, Martin says that's all it says, Craig. Ah, okay. Ah, wicked. Thanks yeah. for that, Martin. Much appreciated. It's just not. It's not showing on the um no. on the website at the minute. So, yeah, no. um, yeah. I imagine it, it probably is with with that in mind. Um, you've just I got wonder, to deal with things. You best you think you can, haven't you? Just thinking ahead, then I wonder what would happen with the like the sponsorships. You know how people go in the eighteen sixty one suite. You know they're all together, aren't they? On the tables, etc., etc., etc. I wonder what what would happen about that. But there again, I suppose if uh, the crowd can't get in, that wouldn't happen anyway, would it? So yeah, that would be uh, the end of that worry. Yeah, I mean, as it is, um, you know, fans can can still go, which is exactly yeah. what we want, and we don't want exactly. to sort of end on a negative. So I'm sure the club will do everything in their utmost to to do it. Um, uh, Martin says, I would guess it's transformed into a changing room, but I'm only guessing at this stage. Yeah, that would be my guess as, yeah. as well. And it would it would make sense, especially if the EFL are going down that protocol yeah. route. That'll make Forest Green. That, so I was going to say that'll make Forest Green quite interesting on the Tuesday night. Because as I remember it, I might be remembering it wrong. I'm sure uh, and the players were, were changing in the concourse in the main uh, main stand last year. <laughs> I'd be interested. Can I just get through to get a sausage roll? Love, yeah. You just just pull that away for a minute, will you? <laughs> Could be different, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah but it's would. it's there. It's food for thought, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. But I just I, wonder where where they would uh, have the dugouts if they'd still say the same, and you know the subs and whatever. Everybody would say where they are. You know, I presume so. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine so as well. Um, but then it's, I think, because last year they did switch, didn't they? When uh, they went to the KBS, because it was that side. It was almost like you know, mm. you you have that side of the, the yeah. ground and that side of the, the stand, and, and we'll have we'll have this yeah. side. It's all very very complicated, and it, it's going to twist and turn. You know, the the longer it, it goes on, and the more it, um, you know, the more it goes on through the. Um, through the changing of restrictions and everything. We've just got to grin and bear it, I guess, and 
the, the main thing is, as long as I don't see the statement um, fans aren't allowed or, you know, behind closed doors, that's that's all that matters to me. I'll, yeah. if, if it means mask wearing, it means mask wearing. If it means doing this and that, whatever, as long as we can still go to games and be able to support the boys. Yeah. And can I, do you mind if I could just answer Roy Davis's uh, no, question? Go for it. About the scoreboard looks great and he can't hear the sound system. When the ground is empty, Roy... I mean, I'm not saying the sound system's fantastic because I don't think it is personally. But when the ground is empty, it is quite clear. Now, when you get bums on seats, it just uh, deadens it. And they've even had to switch the scoreboard up because there's three videos that have live links with the music, which we turn on for the video. And they've had to switch the scoreboard up, you know, for that to happen. But it's just when you get bums on seats, it deadens it. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, you can't hear it. But after saying that, Clive, in, on his poorly sick bed, was listening to I Follow, and he actually heard, you know, when I said exchanged, he actually heard it. Did you so, say exchange? Because yeah, I, did, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't hear that. I know you didn't catch that, but I did. I'm, yeah, I'm I admitted it. Oh, I'm good. So, yeah, so... Clive got it, yeah. So oh, he, he could actually hear it, so... I think that's one of the reasons why it just deadens this sound. But I could be wrong, Roy. That's all I well, can it, say. Sound systems are very, very complex. You know, you can you can do as much as uh, you, you you want when the ground's empty to try and uh, try and prep for it and test it out. But you can't unless you're going to get you know four four or five thousand volu- willing volunteers who are going to come and sit in various seats and try various yeah. things. It will it will never ever be the perfect way. But we have to say, and I, you know, my seat in the press box at the minute, um, enjoying being in there, is next to the scoreboard being operated. Stu does an absolutely phenomenal job with that. It's it very, does. very complex behind behind it, and yet it looks so, so slick, and it is a really welcome uh, addition um, to the ground. It's making it look uh, spectacular at the minute. It does. It looks really good, and especially with the how they've done the sponsorship round. You know, it, mm. it just looks a professional job don't it all together and i think it'll only get from uh, you know it'll only go up in the estimation of all the crowd because you'll be able to get things on there birthdays etc that i think that will come you know people wanting to have things on you know and pay sponsorship type of thing it can only be good yeah just like things on the pitch things off the pitch take time to develop mm. and progress as well but we are making the right noises and we are making uh the the you know the 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 right moves and developments off the pitch as well. Um, that's almost all we've got time for. Um, before we let you go, Mr. Wilson, because we know, you know, you, you're out doing the bins tomorrow morning and, you know, serving the, the, the people of uh, the area. You're also, you know, getting your sleigh ready for, for Christmas Eve. I know you've got a busy night tomorrow night as well. Um, but um, what do you want for Christmas from a Mansfield Town perspective? What do I want? Mm, I was a like, sex fan. What do you want for Christmas for a I would time? like nine points out of the next three games, and then a steady move, just gently up the table to finish in the anywhere. In, it doesn't matter whether we're champions or not. To me, as long as we're promoted, It'd be nice to be champions. I've already played the song once in 2012, stroke 13, so I'm quite happy with that. That's what I wanted to do. But yeah, nine points over the festive period, and then just keep increasing as we go that will I be will, fine i'll alter it slightly i will say unbeaten with at least uh one win in there so i'll take a minimum of five points yeah but more importantly everybody to come through it unscathed yeah um, in terms of availability suspensions and injuries because we're going to bloody need them in in january yeah. it, it's fact with all those games coming up but also um for all of this stress because it is stress with all the, the covid situation just to get through it and for fans to still be allowed because that's a that's been a magical magical part of the second part of uh, 2021 and long may that uh, continue as well joseph says would take us winning every game yeah. until the end of the season please <laughs> little bit greedy but you know what santa <laughs> is a magical not? man and who can make um aim high make, yeah aim high he's a magical man who can make many things happen and between me and you oh my god i know him <laughs> So there you go. There you go. Um, before we leave you, um, of course, podcast predictions um, 
over the Christmas period. Make sure you get involved with that at home um, as well. And of course, if you're thinking of travelling to the away games over the festive period, uh, Harrogate on the 29th of December, um, departure from the One Call Stadium, 3.45 with the Stag Supporters Association. Uh, and Rochdale on New Year's Day, the 1st of Jan, departure 10.30am. Uh, £15 for Amber members, £20 for Blue members, £25 for non-members. For further information and bookings, make sure you call the travel line on 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597. Please remember that the SSA uh, are all volunteers. It's all volunteer-led, so please be patient with them, especially over the Christmas period. And, of course, when you travel, you are responsible for your own health as well. Please only travel if you're fit uh, to do so. And if you've got a match ticket. Um, also as well, a uh, final bit from uh, myself and, and you, Mr. Wilson, um, Christmas special out on Christmas Day. You've recorded um, your part in it as well. You've took part in the uh, the Mansfield Matters Christmas quiz without giving too much away. Um, how did you find it? It was all right. Yeah, some of the questions were quite difficult, like they always have been when you uh, produce a quiz. You can't have everything uh, simple. But, uh, you know, it was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm just going to turn the tables now, Craig. I've got one question for you. Oh, God, go on yeah. One question. I will get, I will let you guess how many miles I walked last week. I'll give Ooh. you three guesses. All together, you know, binning. And, you know, obviously when you come home, going to stags or dancing, wherever. How many miles did I walk just in last week? I'll give you three guesses. 2,432. No, no miles, not steps. Yes. No, my, that's what I was going for. <laughs> I uh, wish. I, uh, can, I do, can I do the gag of uh, 500 miles and you'd walk 500 more? No. <laughs> no. Uh, go on. I will go with uh, 784. 88 miles in the week. So you're that's talking... Yeah, that's that's some going. I went high. I went high. Yeah, I yeah, like, I know you did. <laughs> what, what what would have been my prize if I'd have won? <laughs> well, there are no prizes. No, I'm <laughs> interested then, mate. I'm going to be honest. Going to be honest. Could get less. I've done that getting, on Tuesday. If yeah. I'm not getting anything out of it, I'm I'm not bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Martin, as I say, it says thirty miles. Yeah, no. um, yeah, I think we should do that. We should do an Alan mile count between uh, between now and. Uh, <laughs> How many miles do you think yeah. Alan Wilson will do in January? And we'll give uh, give your Mansfield Matters mug. Um, yeah. Before we uh, bring an end to the show as well, if you guys want to get involved with the quiz, uh, the link is now in the description, so you can actually play it now. Um, we've put it there so I don't have to do it on Christmas Day. Uh, I'll be reading the questions out on Christmas Day in the episode. Alan plays alongside um, uh, Stags fan Dan Bacon, who got involved with the show. Thanks very much to Dan um, for doing that. Um, and also, we had a nice little bit of rivalry, didn't we, Alan, between uh, the Feltons? Oh, did we? Yeah, Nick Felton and Cam. Yeah, it was very interesting. And not to, not to spoil it for the end, but just uh, watch this space. It was very yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, I didn't see the outcome coming at all, and no. uh, it, it it led to a very entertaining night. And what you want at Christmas is you want some arguments, and that's definitely what happened uh, in in the Felton household that yeah. night. And I'm sure, it's still <laughs> ongoing as well. So uh, there's the Christmas quiz in the in the episode. That's the main bulk of the episode. But then there's also a little bit of a um, few Christmas sort of games. Um, you know, sort of the, the party games. The um, the, the conversational based games which you can sort of do those things which if you're on a long bus journey or long co uh, long car journey uh, are great conversational starters um, one of which um, Alan it was between Cam and Nathan who uh, both got involved with it way back at the start of December before Nathan jetted off and left us for the sun Un unreal no commitment to the course whatsoever uh, we came up with the concept of putting together Santa the Stag so we were looking for try and get this right the footballing brain of someone the upper body physical ability the heart and passion of a player um the leg the leg work of a player so like they're passing they're shooting that mm. sort of thing uh, and the feet and pace and there were some questionable answers from cam so that's certainly worth a watch as well and also on there as well there was a game which I'm going to play with you very, very quickly, and I'm going to edit the an your answers, what you say, into uh, the final Christmas podcast. We did something called the reverse game, where I have said a Stags player's name, recorded it into my uh, tape machine, and then pressed an option which is called reverse. This was the outcome of one of the players. 
Are you going to play? Swearina. Swearina. So you had to listen to that and then you had to say that back. And yeah. then from your clip, what you say back, I will then re-reverse it. So hopefully it comes up with the name. Do you, do you, do you get where it is? Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to play it again for you and then have a little go at it. So here's this. Here's the first one. Swearina. Have a go. So you've got to say you've got you've got you've got to say that you've got to basically replicate yeah. this clip and then reverse it back and then it will come out with a name. Serena. There we go. That's Alan's first one. Second one is this one. Ibn Louis. <laughs> This uh, these uh, five of these. There's your third one. Let's go. Yes. Class. Fourth one. Nums her in the face. Nums up in me head. Belters these are. And your last one was this. They're all a meal. Simone a real. There you go. So we'll see how it turns out in the reverse game. If you want to find out how Alan did, how Cam did, how Nathan did, make sure you listen to the Mansfield Matters Christmas special on Christmas Day. Before we end with a nice, bright, jolly, jingly tune, um, you know, Christmas is a time for reflection as well. And uh, this week um, we found out a little bit of sad news, Alan. So I'm going to hand it over to you for a lovely tribute. Yeah, it's to, uh, I'm afraid, to the the family and friends of Mr. John Slater. I was lucky enough to meet John because I was lucky enough to get the job of Mansfield Town PA announcer from John. I I walked up through the uh, vice president's box as it was in them days in the old land and I did two announcements in the second half and John Slater said, job's yours, Alan, if you want it. And I've been doing it ever since. So I've got an awful lot to thank John for. But he was a gentleman, he was a scholar, and it will be sorely missed. I think that's about the best accolade you can ever give a gentleman. And rest his pe- rest in peace, John. You're up there as the Stags with all the other Stags fans. May uh, may you rest in peace. And uh, that's you know I can't really say anymore. God yeah. bless John Slater. Yeah, well said that man. And to anyone else as well that's lost a loved one uh, during this year and be facing the first Christmas without them, we'll all be thinking of you on Christmas Day. And hopefully football, you know, does bring people together as a family. And that's what we hope to do right here on the uh, the Mansfield Matters podcast. Alan, my thanks uh, to you for, for getting involved and being the uber super sub today. Clive, still on his deathbed. Cam, yeah, good luck. Get well soon, Clive. And uh, Nathan suddenly himself as well. So, you know, we've relied on you and you've done a sterling job as ever for us. What does Christmas Day entail for you? Uh, family uh, opening the presents with uh, the young, uh, the oldest daughter and then we're going to the youngest daughters for Christmas dinner. Thoroughly looking forward to it immensely. Please tell me you're wearing your Santa suit. No, <laughs> no, because there'll be a youngster there. And, ah, uh, fair you know, play. You know, yeah, it could be a bit confusing. I, a fair yeah. player, I'll, yeah. I'll let you off on this occasion. Yeah, uh, finally, though, do you recognize this? I do, Craig. I do recognize oh. that. I do believe I saw that once. It was it Django's? It was. I love recreating that scene. If you're not sure what we're on about, uh, make sure that uh, you watch the Christmas special because I'm going to put the clip, if I remember, on the yeah. end of the Christmas special. Um, Alan, my thanks uh, to you tonight. My thanks to your your lovely yeah. wife as well for always offering the uh, the tech support. I shall let you go and enjoy uh, your evening. I'll see you on Boxing Day. Hopefully. Definitely. Hopefully. Uh, Fingers crossed. My thanks, as always, to uh, Alan Wilson. That is, unfortunately, all we've got time for uh, tonight. After a 15-day break, Mansfield Town hopefully will be back in action as they welcome Hartlepool United. On Boxing Day to the uh, the One Course Stadium, can they continue their winning run? Can they make it ten wins from eleven games and give us the Christmas present we all want? Whatever you're doing this Christmas, whether you celebrate it or not, whether you're having the family round or whether it's just you, we are all together as a Mansfield Matters family. That is why we've got the Mansfield Matters Christmas special for you. It's out on Christmas Day. 
make sure you check it out on our social media pages and get involved with the quiz as well. Prizes to be won. All for a little bit of fun. Because one thing which the last two years has taught us, football brings us all together. And for us, Mansfield Town brings us all together. It's been an absolute honour and a pleasure to bring you these podcasts. We'll continue to do so in 2022. And there'll be more this year as well. If you can't make it on Boxing Day to the One Call, make sure you tune in to Mansfield 103.2. Extensive coverage and full match commentary as the SAGs head for Harrogate on Tuesday the 29th as well. All that's left from, for me to say on behalf of everyone here at Mansfield Matters, do have a very Merry Christmas. Why? Because at Christmas and all year round, Mansfield always matters. Good night. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.